listening to a podcast from Light FM. A very good morning to you. It's the Light Breakfast with Asha Anon. And today we're having a conversation in this hour about MLMs. We got to talking the other day because a colleague of ours was talking about her experience. And then we all realized we've all had some sort of experience and we started swapping stories. Then we decided, well, you know what? We're going to put this out to you. Are they too good to be true? What was your experience like? So here's our question. Have you ever been approached to be part of a multi-level marketing business? And if so, what happened? The number to call for a chat, 03-954-3333, or send in your thoughts to the DigiLight line, 016-510-8888. And we've got today, quick off the mark, our first voice note from Aaron. An acquaintance of mine suddenly reached out after I hadn't heard from him in a long time. We weren't very close, so it was a pleasant surprise. He seemed really genuine about wanting to catch up, so I met him. After the usual catch-up talk, what have you been up to and all that, he started talking about this travel business that would let you go on all these package tours. I'm not really a package tour kind of traveler, so I wanted to say no, but he was so enthusiastic about it, I gave him a chance. He started showing me pictures of all these other people who were involved as well. That's when I realized what this was all about. I just told him I would think about it. Honestly, I was disappointed because I thought he genuinely cared about how I was. But as it turns out, he just wanted to recruit me. I felt a bit cheated. I think that's something that everyone experiences where a friend reaches out to you to meet up and you think it's just a coffee or just a lunch, but actually it's a sales pitch. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, you want to tap your little address book to see who might be interested in whatever it is that's going on in your life. But things can get complicated when it comes to friendships and selling. We all know that. So today we are asking, have you ever been approached to be a part of a multi-level marketing business. What happened? We want to discuss MLMs and your experiences. Our second story in today from Jane now. For me, how one of my friends brought me to MLM is, uh, well, he's actually doing PR for one of the MLMs that sell supplements. Uh, so, you know, because he's doing PR, he needs people to come for the events. Not that he's trying to rope me into the business, lah, but I thought, okay, I'll just go and see what it's about. So at the talk, it was quite interesting. They have registered nutritionists and dietitians talking about things like weight management, childhood obesity. To me, it makes sense. And it matches what I know about science and they did back it up with data. But I remember thinking to myself, okay, I thought MLM is a scam. Maybe it's not completely a scam. It does seem a bit legit. But I do suggest if you ever want to take these kind of products, better do your own research also. That is really good advice. Do research and spend a little time on research as well, because in this day and age, you know, things can be made to look legit. So you want to dig as deep as you can just to make sure, you know, you protect yourself because, you know, it's all on you to be responsible for yourself. So everyone keeps telling us. Hi, Dita. What's your story? Uh, I've been approached by a lot of people, a lot of people uh, to do MLM and all because they say that I have the skill to persuade people so they said i can persuade people so why don't you do this you'll get a lot of income blah 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 and all Mm -hmm. but i realized that only the leaders get most of the income and they get most of the points whereas the people below them are 
just, you know, like they're making use of them, I think. Right. Uh, they don't really get the same benefit, but they will push them harder with all kinds of, uh, I think, fake, beautiful words. Ah, okay. <laughs> they're so, the ones yeah. getting the sales pitch. But then, you know, it seems yeah. to be that a lot of the people you do think you're a great salesperson because they tell you you'd be perfect for it. Mm-hmm. Does that make you think, oh, maybe I could be one of those at the top and be the one making no. the big money? Whenever they say that, I feel like they are exaggerating things and mm-hmm. they just want people to join them. So I've never, I've never been a bit and get into this and uh-huh. I think I won't because I'm very clear about okay. not getting into MLM. Can I just ask you, like, do you have any close friends who've gotten into an MLM and tried to sell you the product? Uh, yeah, like someone very close to me, like mm-hmm. my best friend got into MLM, uh, this particular thing right after his SPM, and he was like forcing me to get into it and things mm-hmm. like that. But I I was just so strict about it. Mm-hmm. I tried and at the day, he actually got scammed. He yes, lost you got scammed, a lot right. of money. Oh, dear. Yeah. How did that affect your friendship with him? Like, did you continue to be friends because you were able to be strict or was your friendship a bit damaged? I think he knew that I am like that, but he was just not giving up. Okay. (laughs) Wonderful. Thanks so much for sharing your story, Dita. Thank you. Bye. One of the most interesting things that have come out of this conversation are the amount of you who have sent in your messages but asked us, please don't share it. We just want to get it off our chest and be a part of the conversation, albeit quietly, because it is sensitive and could ruin some friendship. So I thought I'd share one of mine. Quite a few years ago, a friend of mine from university, and then when she started working, started up a part-time business in an MLM. She joined it with her mum. They joined it at a time when you know she was quite vulnerable. She had student loans to pay off, and she didn't have a great relationship with her mum. So this was, I guess, her idea of trying to do something with mum and build bridges. They bought in for a few thousand US dollars. It was a timeshare apartment in Miami, Florida. They needed to recruit a few other investors so that they could all own it and either use it themselves or rent it out and sort of recoup some money that way. But the catch was that they then had to sell another one and had to get investors in for that in order to cover, I guess, the management fees and things that come with owning a condo in Miami. So every single time we met up for coffee, it was always about that, her trying to get me in on it. I was a student. I had no money. And I actually said to her, look, I'm not interested in this. I don't have the money, but I'd still like to see you for coffee and catch-ups. And we did meet for a couple of times after that, but she was always quite mrajot with me, you know, and I felt like the bad friend. So I stepped away from that and lost a friendship. Very, very difficult situation. This story was about almost 10 years ago. I was a junior doctor in intern like that. At a hospital, really far away, I was posted far away, so it's a new place. I did not have any friends. I was not in a good place at the time. I was quite stressful, a bit depressed. So at the time, I befriended a colleague of mine who saw me that I was a bit sad. So he asked me to join him so to lap up with his friends. So I said, hey, why not? So I went one day, and to my surprise, there was a lot of people there. This is a, a quite lepak spot in this town and there's a few groups of eight or seven people with, so I just joined them and then they share stories, you know, the random people, they say they, they, say they were ex-doctors who actually quit their job and they found a new way to 
generate income, passive income, have more time. And uh, at the time, I was so, so convinced by it. I wanted to join them, but you know, they all share the same stories. At the time, it didn't ring a bell to me. Lah. So uh, they even share you know, what bank you should go to, but they never share what is their modest operandi, meaning what is the business itself. They say you have to wait, we will bring you to the place later if once you agree to join. So, okay, fine. At the time, I was I even look at a lot of personal loans and what I can join. I, I, at the time, I was financially naive. So, so until one day, um, I was just working uh, at the hospital. Sitting on is a, a different colleague who suddenly we just had a casual chat and he was talking about this same experience that I had. And I thought, hey, is it the same person? No, it was a different person. So that, that, I, that was the red flag for me. So one day they took me to this their HQ office and I met the upline. So you know, at the time you have to join a lot of different packages, but there were some uh, useless products which I don't know people even use. But there was just a side product. The main product is actually the downlines. So at, at the time, I it, it was a red flag to me lah. I decided not to join, but I knew a lot of colleagues who who actually joined that MLM and yeah. Well, thank you everybody who sent in your stories, voice notes, calls, and all the messages that are still coming in. We are going to read them all. This is such a fascinating discussion and topic. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S Y O K.